0: Before we get started, I want to thank our friends at DeLonghi for supporting this podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Domino's new podcast, Design Time, where we explore spaces and places with meaning. I'm your host, Jessica Rom-Perez, Domino's Editor-in-Chief. Each week, join me along with creative visionaries who will share their journey to designing spaces that move you. We'll explore the emotional side of design, from the ritual of gathering to a mood-boosting paint trick to the renovation tips that will inspire your next project. Home is the best place to start exploring personal style. How do you shape your world from the inside out? Let's discover now on Design Time. Forbes Masters are a creative duo focused on a personal approach to design, diving into their clients' passions, personality, and style before embarking on a plan for interiors. Tavia Forbes and Monet Masters are all about innovating on the design process, pushing their craft forward with digital design, social media, and their active and growing network. With an impressive roster of celeb clients and exciting product collaborations in the works, including a wallpaper collection with Mitchell Black, Tavia and Monet are ones to watch. Bold in their approach and inspired by projects big and small, Forbes Masters is about to move into a brand new studio and embark on some of their most exciting projects to date. 2020 and COVID has boosted the duo's digital presence, with clients all over the country utilizing their digital design services. Today, I dive in on the future of digital design and what the future holds for this impressive pair. I'm so excited to share my conversation with Forbes Masters with all of you. Hi guys, how's it going? I wanna talk a little bit about how you both started out and how you came to collaborate as a team because collaborative design is so cool. I
1: feel like we both have pretty long stories in terms of our journey into interior design. It wasn't a, exactly a straightforward path. I grew up in Jamaica. My dad's a cabinet maker and contractor. And when we moved to the US, he continued that trade. And I would just tag along with him and I just love seeing things being built and created. and While in college, I got really into event design, worked with an event design company and then moved to Atlanta. I was designing an event for a wedding planner. Their publicist came up to me and said, you did a phenomenal job. You're designing my townhouse. And I was like, okay, cool, because I just quit my job. So this works. And (laughs) I have been designing ever since. Amazing. Monet? So my junior
2: year of high school, I was turned on to Trading Spaces um, which is a design show, or was a design show on HGTV. My teacher at the time would end the class with that show every day. Amazing. And so from there, I just grew an interest. And once I graduated, I start to research interior design and found that, like, gosh, it was a career. It was a huge industry, and every building that you walk into has been designed. And, of course, why didn't I think of this? While well, doing all this research, I would – go on a scavenger hunt around the city of Houston to look for new communities. And with every community, there was a model home. And so that was my number one hobby is to find model homes and to tour them. And I would take pictures of these spaces and did that until I decided to start marketing my services on Craigslist at the time.
0: As a designer.
2: As a (laughs) designer.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool.
2: I got a few jobs and I got out safe. (laughs) It was cool experience until one day I was at my community college and a SCAD representative showed up and wanted to do a presentation. And like literally from the moment she said, hello, I fell in love with the college without even looking at the Atlanta campus. I decided to register my classes there. So I migrated to Atlanta, got my degree, landed my first salary job at a hospitality design firm. And it was absolutely horrible. (laughs) So I just felt like that was kind of an open door or a hint at me starting my own business. And so I started to establish that. I basically struggled for two years. I committed to that struggle though, before meeting Tavia.
0: And how did you meet?
2: I had my very first commercial design project not considering that I had absolutely no experience in commercial design. So they basically hired Tavia to help me move things along at the time.
0: So from there, then you started collaborating on a few projects here and there.
1: It wasn't that straightforward. I was in New York and I got a call to do a, a, a movie executive's uh, office for something in me said, you know what, let me call Monet. I called Monet. She was driving. I was like, hey, can you take a consultation? And so she made her way over to the studio, landed the job. And I flew back to Atlanta. Monet picked me up from the airport. We started designing the hell out that project. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and we threw every
2: idea we had at it at yeah. the time. And so that project was just like test trial. It just scored all stars. It was a great experience.
0: That's amazing. So what do you each bring to the table? How would you say your kind of styles interact and how that works together?
1: I would say our styles are very similar, but our personalities are opposite. We always say that we're yin and yang. We take the opposite mm-hmm. stance on any issue usually, mm-hmm. and we serve as a foil for each other and a way to bounce ideas. Any and everything, we go through it. Yeah. I think we both push
2: each other when it comes to design naturally because we have the same idea in some sort of realm, but it's still different. And so, whether it is trying to get the other to see the other's idea or pushing the other to think a little deeper, we kind of do the same there.
0: I've started every morning with a cup of coffee since I was 22. I'd grab a Cortado to go and get on with my commute, walking the streets of New York City, coffee in hand. But more time at home means creating new routines and rituals. And with the DeLonghi Dynamica with Latte Crema, I can sit and experience my coffee differently instead of being in a rush. The DeLonghi Dynamica makes it easy to have freshly ground espresso instantly. The built-in grinder and latte crema system ensure the precise balance of perfectly frothed milk and rich espresso with just one touch. It's espresso made right. Visit DeLonghi.com to learn more. Can you tell me a little bit about your digital design services and how that's kind of evolved?
1: We started off doing some digital design services uh, very early on. For us, uh, when we do our e-design services, we do furniture board, mood boards, renderings, and full budget spreadsheet of everything with links for the client to go off and create the design on their own. In the last few weeks, we've probably done a total of maybe 15 e-design spaces
0: single rooms. Wow.
1: Yeah, single rooms. They're they're fun and it it's an interesting exercise kind of trying to get to know someone virtually.
0: Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: We try to get as much information through our questionnaire as possible and then we do an onboarding call where we're just, you know, chatting about what they're they're expecting and for some reason people do tell us some of the strangest things about themselves. They're like, let's just get down to it.
2: I think that the questionnaire is so long that they know we care. And so they're like, and so I have a doctor's appointment on Tuesday. (laughs) So, and and it's like, okay, we'll write that down. It has to do with connecting and being a part
1: of the client's life is how we get there. Yeah.
0: Are you doing a lot of nurseries?
1: We just completed one nursery and one toddler's room.
0: What approach do you take to kids'
1: spaces and what are you into? Whimsy, fun, fun a place that's imaginative. Um, that's what I think we love kids' spaces. We love, love kids' spaces.
2: You know what I think it is too is the market is so saturated with those very typical functioning pieces. But for children's spaces, I think because they're growing and they're you're constantly changing their room and changing out their toys that they don't have that many things. You really have to dig deep to go and find things that are not really cliche or cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we want a sports theme room. We're not going to get, you know, a football shaped rug. You have to dig deeper and get really creative. And that's what we like
1: about design in general.
0: How would you describe your aesthetic approach, the vibe that you're currently into?
1: We always say bold and eclectic. We try to strike harmony and balance still with every space, but kick it up a notch with uh, definitely the walls. The walls always get some kind of treatment, whether yeah. it's a graphic or a hand painted detail or a crazy wallpaper.
0: Mm-hmm. Sculptural
1: art. Mm-hmm. We try to get to know the client as much as possible to see how far we can push them. So, color can
0: clearly evoke emotion. And it is an incredibly emotional time. But what colors are you currently into? And what color combos are you currently into?
1: I love blues. Like I love teals and and greens. But now recently I've been into yellow and orange. It's been catching my eye lately. The yellows and the rust colors. And then this Mm -hmm. oxblood color. Mm -hmm. Just really into this like deep burgundy purpley color. Uh, Oh, and one other color combo that I love personally. um, Salmon pink and teal. Mm. That's
2: nice. I love those two as well. But like my salmon would be more orange because uh-huh. I love orange. So it would be more coral.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: my teal is more seafoam. Mm-hmm. Those are my two mm-hmm. colors. Ooh, that's so nice. So bold. I
0: love that. How has your work changed or evolved this year? Specifically in quarantine during COVID? What does this year look like for you?
1: We thought we were going to be the first service to go because we're essentially a luxury. And so we did not anticipate the level of busyness and yeah. the amount of inquiries that would come in as everyone is stuck in their homes. yeah, there has been a lot of a lot of attention, an emergence of new talent that people are getting to see and realizing that you know the services are not out of reach. You can an e-design, and so that's why we're turning out a lot of those. Everything has just skyrocketed. Yeah. Larger-scale projects, doing uh, new custom builds, and we keep a list of all of our projects, but kind of broke it down in categories and realized that we were at, like, 27 projects at one time.
0: Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. it's amazing. Okay, so when I look at your work, I think you are such masters of the mix. Like, there's such amazing texture and material What are the most important elements of a well-designed room? Where do you start?
2: One of the most important elements is going to be window treatment. I think that regardless if you're getting your curtains from Ikea or if they're custom made, they dramatically change the room, hanging them at the right height, making sure they're the right length, making sure uh, they have their trim or their backing. Like all of those details helps the window treatment to be even more luxe
1: creating harmony and then a little disharmony in a space, something Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. going to be interesting. Everything shouldn't do the same thing. Mixing textiles, mixing time periods, mixing colors in interesting ways, looking for new color combinations. And a lot of that can be found just in nature. I think a lot of the color combinations that we've seen in the past are very forced. And lately, if you just look at a flower, I'm, I'm staring at a purple flower right now with the red undertones and there's an orange um, center and like that can come together nicely in a room, but it's not a color combination that you would typically think of, but everything's out there.
0: I love that. Everything shouldn't do the same thing. I think that's really important. What are a few kind of elevated ideas for making the most of a budget? How would you kind of advise our audience on materials that look expensive, but aren't necessarily expensive? What materials do you like that kind of provide a more elevated look?
1: paint can dramatically change a room. Even if you want to go with a bold color on the walls, also paint the the crown molding and the yeah. baseboard and the ceiling the same color. It can immediately look more expensive. Painting half the wall from the bottom up can make a space feel very minimal and modern. Also the size and scale of things, not getting a rug that's too small, yeah. that can cheapen your space. I would say too that
2: custom pillows, a yard of fabric can run you anywhere from $6 to a hundred something. But on average, you could find a really good velvet or a a, a neat pattern for 14, 15, maybe even $20. And you would need, what, maybe two yards, a yard and a half to do a pillow, which should always be at minimum 20 inches, Mm -hmm. um, if not preferably 24 inches square. Mm -hmm. And making your pillows instead of going for the 18 by 18 inch pillow coverings that you find at some of your favorite retail places. I think it's the size of that pillow that really Mm -hmm. um, gives that like luxe, plush look. And as an example, I have a pillow on my sofa that I love. The pattern came from Ikea and I picked up this pillow and I added a silk fringe around the the frame of it. And I, I love it. And I think altogether that pillow might've cost me $65, $70, but it was custom and I still love it years later.
1: Also the fullness of the pillow, how it's stuffed, Mm -hmm. getting a down insert, a 24, I think it's a 24 by 24, 26 by 26 down insert, and also getting a poly insert and using that to, to fill your pillow. So the poly helps stand up and the down gets it like that fluffiness that you need for when it pops back up when you do your karate chop. So... (laughs) Double stuff your pillows.
0: Oh, I love that, double stuff. That's amazing. In challenging times, we lean on the things that support us, uplift us, and make us happy. In this signature franchise, Domino editors ask our guests, quick fire style, about the 10 things that are making them happy. From the books that inspire them, the personal items that tell their story to the places they love to eat, travel, and feed their soul. Okay, who are some of your design
1: heroes, or what iconic designers continue to inspire you? Uh, Bridget Romanek, and Genevieve Gorder. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Same. (laughs) And Nate Burkett. Oh, yes.
1: All
0: oh, so good. So good. Okay. Favorite color and color pairing. We got to this, but favorite color, just name one.
1: Teal. Coral.
0: Mm, love. Um, favorite texture or material of the moment? Mm.
2: Leather. Soft leather.
0: Mm, so good. Uh, I'm still to boucle. Like. together. So good. <laughs> Favorite hotel and favorite city you can't
1: wait to go back to. Favorite hotel, N- <laughs> we both have the same answer: <laughs> Nizuk in Mexico and on um, Cancun. Does this
2: mean we need to get out more? Like it's so. been three years.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I've been to. We've been to so many other hotels. That was but cool. Yeah, Niz-
0: uh, I've been there. That's a great hotel. City you can't wait to return to.
1: New Orleans. Orleans.
0: oh my gosh what inspires you about new orleans
1: oh Oh, uh, the age the the food yeah the food the architecture Architecture, uh it reminds me of the caribbean you know grew up in jamaica the people are so wonderful and friendly
0: it is so great and i mean design antiques so good Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Favorite movie or TV show or thing you're watching right now?
1: Favorite movie is The Fifth Element.
2: My favorite movie, I'm going to say The Bronx Tale. That's my number one. And favorite TV show right now, I just finished Next in Fashion and was pretty inspired by that. Mm It's pretty amazing.
0: Um, Favorite book or photographer or artist that you draw inspiration from?
1: I love the um, Andrew Martin Design Review. Comes out yearly and it's Mm nice to pour through the pages and see kind of designs around the world that aren't, you know, pinned. Yeah. So good.
2: My favorite book has nothing to do with design, but I think it was the first book that like really captured me. It's called Redeeming Love. There's so many good things in it. So yeah, that's my book.
0: Favorite plant or flower?
2: My favorite flower is the peony. So right now I'm going to say anything that lasts more than a week in my house because Oh, I'm
0: with you. Yeah,
2: it can be <laughs> but I, I I love succulents.
0: So good. Favorite vintage source or favorite source of the moment or home focused retail.
1: Favorite uh, vintage source: Scott's Antique Market
0: in okay. Atlanta.
2: Yeah, Scott's Antique Market is amazing.
0: Oh yeah, that place is amazing. Okay, favorite way to unwind: I'll catch up with my friends.
2: I like to put on my ratty robe and light a candle and sit in the middle of my couch
0: (laughs) totally so good um okay if you could do one job besides be a designer and you both have done a lot of jobs what would it be
1: floral designer
2: gosh one would be hard but yeah i I would say fashion designer
0: so good thank you so much it's so good to connect i can't wait to connect in person design time is produced by team domino with special thanks to alex redgrave linda denahan liz mundell brit ashcraft and ali alquiza our theme music is by the talented alex weinstein if you like this episode please subscribe and leave us a review on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you listen see you guys next week right here on design time